To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Now look, I don't want to get into a long explanation. That's not what I came here for. My audience isn't here to hear to laugh. Hour and a half. I have not taken a break. Spread the word about Sirius. We do not take commercial breaks that often. Let's go ahead to Randy. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. I do that in my personal life. I, will, I don't want anybody touching me. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm with you. you sometimes. They're like, hey, yeah, man, but, what's up? Yeah, you touch me because like, you're paid to touch me. I'm not saying I was the biggest stud, but I got mine. And I fucked some pretty good-looking women way before I was Howard Stern on the radio. Fuck off. Assholes. The nose I have now is gigantic, and the fact of the matter is, the reason it looks different on Letterman, which I've explained a million times, is that I keep the camera so far back on the e-show, and I only shoot from the right-hand side. You wouldn't turn the children against me, would you? I would try. <laughs> <laughs> she would, too. She's coming and she's fighting on all sides. No, but I'd win that one. If I wouldn't even have to do anything. If you ever did anything to hurt me, they would hate you. I wouldn't hurt you. I just want to go out and have sex with some women. Would... But, Listen, by yeah. the way... Considering what I'm going through, I feel horrible that you're smoking our girlfriend went to a movie without your last and, and, and then came home. <laughs> Can I say yeah. something about that, though? <laughs> and then came home. Let's be honest, though. Uh, you're, when, you're, when he you're, was knee-deep in Johnny Walker Blue. Well, it's I a think, bachelor party. I think yeah, it was but, a good idea for the beginning of it. Yeah, I think you would have you would have been just as weird. If we started the beginning, you'd go, oh, my God, everyone's staring at me. Not me. I love it. I love when people stare at me. He loves to be stared at. <laughs> I love it. Move into Sam's house and get the fuck out of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Fat we'll get beet. We'll get Beetlejuice to pick out yeah, our get fatter. Beetlejuice will pick out our church. You can look at Sam and blow him. You'd be a little. And not only that, baby. No, not only that. I'm just trying to. You can't live without a stylist in your life. No, I'm thinking who would be easier to replace. And I think Ralph, of course. But there's a lot of guys who picks up your clothes. Chris, could you date Ralph? Would you? Would you? You couldn't. No, look oh, at that smile. He's lying. Oh, Rob, tell the truth. Could you, Robin, could you Robin, date Ralph? Ex, uh, no. <laughs> right. Oh, please. I couldn't. No. We would have the best time, Robin. I would I couldn't date Ralph, but I could fuck him. I'd fuck his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. If you guys A lot of were, people feel that way. I know Ralph is straight, but... All right, now I understand. All right. I don't understand. It's I can't straight, understand Gordon. It's a straight place. No guy, let me just say something about men. No man says gorgeous. gorgeous. Really? This restaurant is gorgeous. Okay. No, you gotta understand something. Guys the don't next, talk that the way. Next time. Guy goes, it was a good lunch. It was sort of sad. Well, the sketch, what the controversy was, it was Patrick Swayze, who's, you know, gorgeous. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me for tonight's uh, Beth's Secret Stash Volume 5 is Sam. How are you, my dear? Hopefully Polluted. feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the haze is pretty brutal today. But as always, I did not tell her what clips I selected. And uh, we're going to go with two um, not often heard clips. One of them is going to be, um, there was a time when, do you guys remember when uh, Dice and Artie were sort of had a, bromance going on it wasn't exactly that our dice came back to the show and uh in 2006 after a long period being like written off then he he did the gig with Artie and only paid him five thousand bucks but then didn't pay him for the longest time yeah i do remember this 
And so, but either way, they made up, and then he started leaving voicemails for Artie. So this is a short clip of his voicemails to Artie. I, I have to say, when Dice and Artie both are on the show, and they're both man men's men, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they that would they would be called toxic masculinity now, but yeah, I, no, enjoy, no I enjoy I enjoy yeah. that. So, um, Howard always changes his affect when yeah. they're in full guy mode and that always drove me crazy like he's such a tough guy <laughs> well we've we've good we the, the the remember the five thousand bucks thing first of all Artie was pissed because it was a fraction of what he would normally get for his own gigs that's why he thought what a waste because he didn't do a full show but he would still should be getting like thirty thousand for that gig but uh and he was way more popular than dice at that point yeah. at that point in comedy history and then um uh, like not in terms of notoriety, just in terms of draw and how much people would pay to see him. But then um, he didn't pay him. And I always thought that that was Dice testing Artie to see if he'll ask him for the money and that he wasn't ever going to pay him unless he brought it up. I hate that about somebody because I personally don't like to ask for money. Mm -hmm. I just think it's it's not the most comfortable conversation. And I think it's something that then if you have a relationship with that person, that's always in the back of your mind. And you're like, when am I going to bring this up? And it causes you stress. It's just so unnecessary. Just pay somebody for their services. You can, it can be, it can be like that. Absolutely. So we're going to go with the voicemails first. Yeah. It's like a parade of overweight men. <laughs> that's Kimmel and By studio. the way, I, Artie, I was just listening to Artie got like 50 phone calls from Andrew Dice Clay in a row on his answering machine. <laughs> I know. Uh, he's breaking uh, my balls now. Yeah, and I'm not he, even. I mean, he continued to call even after you told us about the call. Uh, yeah. Well, wow. he got. I said, how did he get Artie's number? Another comedian, Don Jameson. Who we got? We've had him for. Oh, my gosh. Fillmore, you know what this reminds me of in Goodfellas, Maury. You know how Maury was hassling them for the for the fur the fur guy he was hassling them for the money. When am I gonna yeah. get the money, Jimmy? When am I gonna yeah. where's my money? You know, like <laughs> but Dice in this case would be Maury. Like instead yeah. of asking for the money, he's making a big deal about giving him money in general. <laughs> well, um in this case yeah, well, this is uh this is just uh, I think he was just busting balls. That was the whole the premise of this. Like he 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 already just lets everything go to voicemail. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. He opens for Dice on the road. He gave Dice Artie's number. <laughs> but Don called me first. Says right, Dice calls. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'd love to. Oh my god! I mean, it's on and on and on. Well, <laughs> so you know how Dice loves to break balls. Yeah. Oh, my god. Well, he's breaking balls level red here. <laughs> Gary, what page was that on? I, I, oh, here it is. I'll, I'll just play you like three seconds. I mean, they go on for hours. First, Dice is talking about the breakup between Artie and Dana. And <laughs> now, does Artie oh ever pick up? Or these no. Are <laughs> See, this is the best. Like, the show, you don't, you didn't need fake back office callers. You have a voice, you have endless voicemails from Dice. There was so much buzz need, going around these need, people. You didn't need guests. You actually had more stuff than there were hours to record. You had so much going on. And then when they got to Sirius, they had so many different promotional gigs, different sideshows that they could take from. That sure. happened on the Riley Martin show. That happened on Back Office Radio. That happened Loads. at the neighborhood block parties. I mean, it was endless. They made like, the biggest was... mistake by fucking mm -hmm. this all up. It was like a hybrid car that charges itself. Oh, you know yeah. how they say, 
you know, like, like it constantly fed itself. It was like a self-feeding furnace, basically. And, yeah, you had to pay money to those contributors. But obviously, and I just listened to a clip, uh, Bowie telling Riley that he got $400 a week. Oh, my God. $400 a week. And I'm like. 400 bucks a week. Right. For, That's like I don't know how. I think, I think it might have only. I think it was only one show, but I mean, even still, like, fuck's sake, give the guy some money. Like, he's well, a he's a contributor, and you and the fact that they used his clips on the air should have made it for made him earn more money. Here's my guess: either they were going to pay him a little more that would have knocked him over the level for where he wouldn't get full benefits. Yep. For like Medicaid, Medicare, uh, food stamps, public assistance, Section Eight, whatever you want to say. Right. If he bumped into a higher income bracket, then he would not get those benefits and that would completely fuck him, which that's how the system fucks you, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So don't do it. Don't do it. So I will say, though, that's so sad that they just wanted him at that level where he might have been just above to lose his benefits. Why don't you just pay him more money? Mm -hmm. 2000 bucks a week. Well, I mean, I don't know how much it would be. I would like certainly not four hundred. I'm just saying, like, you know, even if it was a thousand bucks a week, yeah, a he would have been. A week. I think he would have been more than happy with that. Anyway, let's continue. It's all, mach- it's all voicemail stuff, yeah. and they go on, and he's doing a two-man routine with Don. J- I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you don't pick up. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I-, I heard with you writing a letter to Dana. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Writing a five-page letter. You should be filling the Hudson with your load by now. You understand? <laughs> that was him trying to cheer. Oh. Oh I love his delivery. I've always, lo- I've always been a huge Dice fan because you just sometimes you just don't know what the fuck's going to come out of his mouth. It is. Oh my gosh! The what a character Rick has well, friends like this. They're they're fucking characters. I'll just sit back and observe. They talk like this. They they they're crazy. Well, they're you, crazy. Yeah, but Dice, this really was a character. Like it is him, but it's also he called. He basically used to call himself the Brooklyn Dumbo, and just because you know you add whatever you think is going to make somebody laugh and exaggerate a little bit more. I mean, a dice really is kind of like this, I think in real life, well, but we obviously heard that you know, from the Jim yeah. Florentine interview. Remember he said, yeah, I'm going to take you guys to the mall. We're going to go shopping. And then he picked him <laughs> up and then he took Jimmy Norton and Florentine shopping just because they stood up and did the whole album for yeah, him. For him. Of, yeah. <laughs> in front of paying customers. I mean, that was the greatest <laughs> anecdote I've ever heard. Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved every piece of it. Cheer him up. <laughs> and then, uh, then, then he was upset that he called Artie and he calls back and now he's like sincere dice and I shouldn't have called you and uh, yelled at you. And- hey, look, I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I mean to blow up at you, you know, I mean, uh, you know, but fuck me, right? I mean, I should just worry about you. You know, you don't know who my day was, you know. I had a fight with my chick this morning because she's telling me about an ex-boyfriend that was now in in her mother's house in Philly, hanging out with the mother, bullshit with the mother. But fuck me, let me stay calm all day so I can help you with your problems. <laughs> let me stay calm all day <laughs> so I 
can help you with your problem. <laughs> no one, no one's asked him to help Artie. He's no. just like, he's, <laughs> so he's listening to the show basically. Like obviously he's listening to the show and that, that brings to an, a certain, that brings to an interesting point. He was listening to the show then because he clearly, you know, had heard or heard some portion of it anyway. I don't, I, when do you think he must, when do you think he stopped listening? Oh, cause gosh. He, he had, he had to have. after Artie left, I'd say so. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Th- it's not just dice there had, we had celebrity fan round table, those celebrity fan round table people. How often do you think they listen to the show now? I bet you not at all. Well, fuck Chris rock. The last time he was interviewed, you said, are we live? Like, are we like, it's, what like, is but, this? Even, even he thought. We're all, we're, everything's just a podcast now. We're just recording. What's the difference between if we record this, is it happening now? Is this, you know, going out over the air? And, but in his mind, he was like, no, nothing's live anymore. I know because it doesn't, you could recycle these shows at any date, any time, and it doesn't matter. There's no real time significance to any of them anymore. The best part about having celebrity guests on back then was whoever mm-hmm. they chose to have on, they asked things that no other show was going to ask. So generally, yeah. If there was some sort of controversy, they weren't mean sometimes, like they were nice, but it wasn't like this meet the actor studio of 79, like the like the 79 version of actor inside studio. the actor studio. Inside, yeah. yeah, sorry. Inside the actor studio. You know what I mean? So there was something about it that you could still the celebrity interviews were not my favorite part of the show, but they were still decent. They could be good. It depended. And like, like he, he never quite understood. Like uh, recently I just clipped the full version of uh, Sal on the wrap up show, talking shit about the Katie Lee Joel interview that Bob and I covered. And I only used a segment of it because we had, we didn't have that much time to, to record uh, the entire thing, but it's worth going through because Sal does the total stockbroker thing of going, yeah, you know, I, I I don't know that it was uh yeah, it was a good interview, but I, I don't know how much of it I really cared to listen to. And then, then he starts backtracking. No, it was good because of Howard, how Howard made it. And then finally callers are calling in. Well, she's a, a, a who cares uh-huh. about her fucking life? She should be blowing fucking Billy Joel constantly. And, uh, and then Sal's like, yeah, yeah, no, she should have been, uh, she should, she sucked. She should have been on the show. <laughs> I know. I, you know. We it's may true. cover it for like a, a future, a future app because it's, 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 you heard the spin, like you could hear, you know, Gary and Bowie doing their best to go, all oh, got a kowtow to King baby here. And Sal not being smart enough to understand dissension is not what he wants. He doesn't want people telling you it, it was a bad show, even if it's Howard did okay, but the guest was shitty. He doesn't want to even hear that. No, he doesn't want to hear it. And that became more and more obvious, but I will say it didn't used to be even when they had a celebrity on. Remember, it wasn't like it was so focused on them. They kind of sat him there and let him enjoy the ride of the show. So you're going to be right. a part of this show. We're going to tell you about what's going on with this person, that person, yeah. Artie's life, Sal's life, this bit, that bit. And then right. these celebrities, how did they interact with the juggernaut? How did they interact when they got thrown into their world? That's right. It's an astute point. They're on the stern scrambler. And then uh, it's not, it's not, we're going to change everything to interview this person. They're coming into our environment. You're right. Let's see how they do in this water. Yes. 
with these sharks. <laughs> not, not, not that Artie was looking for help. Oh, these were fucking hilarious. Oh, that's a riot. And then, and then, and then I don't know. And then, and then each one became more rambling, and then the next one, and this one, I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. Sounds just, like Dice needs a call. Yeah. All right, Artie, it's me again. All right, forget that other fucking thing. You want to use the messages played on the show? All right. Everybody will have a big laugh. Listen to me. I talked to a guy last night. You know, Vincent. Our guy. So, and so, of course, Howard's too stupid to get this one. Artie's going to explain it to him. You don't even Who know what he, Well, he know. creates a scenario that, like, me and him are going to commit a crime together. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like breaking balls just constantly. It's, it's and nonsense. it gets real annoying, right? It's like almost a nightmare that Dice has your number. Well, Dice, if I was what, on the phone Years ago, him, when I was friendly with him, he would call and wouldn't let me off the phone. It was horrible. I, I, I had to hang up. I found the messages to be hilarious. I laughed the whole time. If you're on the phone with him, it's different. But you're listening to a message. It's great. I would upload that thing to an SD card or whatever. Those things you plug into your computer and they're real small. <laughs> and then downloads a bunch of information. Right. Zip drive. I don't My know. Mem me USBs. Memory USB, sticks. Yeah. Shit. Memory yeah. stick. And I would play those anytime I was feeling shitty. I mean, this would make me laugh constantly. You could play these forever. Hence why I clipped them back in the day. I wanted my own, curate my own, like, a playlist, and I didn't want to go through four hours scrolling through the fucking iPod classic wheel going through a fucking show I'm when I could, you know, get the, the bits right straight to it. I know. I'm just picturing Artie picking these up. What joy <laughs> this was brought him. What joy. One after another. <laughs> I love it. Jimmy has that with Adam. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't get off the phone with the guy. Is that true? No, that's not true. I can't get him on the phone. When it's over, it's over. I mean, everybody goes through this, right, Frankie? Yeah. You know, it's over. <laughs> Just get out there and blow loads. I mean, this is how I feel. And the guy's, like, talking about it on the air. And uh, he feels bad. Feels bad about what? That he now doesn't have to give up half of what he earns? You know? <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> they had, he added guys he had guys on the line with them oh to make God. the call this is so amazing they're having i never meet. it never even occurred to me to get someone on the line on the phone with me in another phone to call someone up to leave a voicemail i i couldn't even imagine doing something like this this is so great <laughs> It makes sense why Flor he 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 uh, got along with Florentine and Don because uh, those guys being such ball busters with the you know the terrorizing telemarketers and uh, you know special ed and all that and all the you know uh, meet the creeps and stuff because Dice was film at, there was a point in his life where he was filming his life filming yes. everything he was doing and still is now on Instagram. And it's yeah. funny shit. It really is really funny stuff. I don't know if he's on TikTok. He might be, but um, he, just watching him go to a restaurant and act like a child who doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There, I you know, people who do that, like my grandma used to this. She'd be like, "There's somebody. I got somebody here," and she'd be like, "They want to say something or whatever." But Dice just assumes that this is normal. Like, well, he's yeah, just like yeah, Frankie here. <laughs> Let me play the rest of it, and then there's one more thing I got to show you. 
Who makes phone calls with another guy? He's got another guy on It was there. three-way. It was that guy, his buddy. Uh, and your Brooklyn. answering machine. Exactly. Well, and Don, yeah, four-way. Don, Don Jameson, Dice, the other guy in my machine. I, I know how you are with technology. I'm amazed you were able to retrieve the messages. Well, it's, just, it's simple voicemail. It's oh, almost like they're doing... Simple. How many years was I calling you on your voicemail? You were like, I don't know how to get retrieve my voicemail. Oh, Howard. Oh, oh come on. Oh, come this on. is your revisionist history. Dude, you had can... some phone that I wouldn't let no, you go through. you were blocked. Just my fucking luck. My, my, my loser friend from high school can call me to fucking uh, uh, borrow money from me, but Howard can't get through. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Give it up, Ray. Uh, what do you mean? He just needs a friend, that's all. He needs a friend. You know, he lives in Manhattan. You know how many chicks? You you got enough pussy in Manhattan to fill a reservoir with. You understand? <laughs> you know it's good. It's girlfriend advice from Dice. <laughs> oh, this should be in a book. I think so. Isn't that isn't that just something perfect for that? I don't know. Ty, anyway, give me uh, one sec. Dating advice according to Dice. Um, you know what, Howard, when he said, "Oh, this revisionist history," I believe Artie because. I believe he probably got Howard's voicemail. And you know how you have to call Howard back? There's this process. Who could figure uh, that out? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, that's, let's see if I got this. Hold on. I'm sure there's some avoidance. Okay, guys, just to further the point uh, about Dice and, um, and like how he likes to fuck with people, I just want, got a clip from uh, Joey Diaz's show from episode 377 where he talks about fucking with Matt Dillon on set. And I just, I thought, just to give you guys more of an example of what, if you didn't already know what Dice does just, just to fuck with people, I think it's hysterical. So maybe you need to be on pot to, to really appreciate it. But here we go. Constant. Okay. <laughs> the bodyguard. Remember the bodyguard? He yeah, did it like when he was to... like, no. no. When he oh, was a kid. he was a kid, like 19 years okay. old, whatever. He did a movie, The Bodyguard. My Bodyguard. So, so my Bodyguard, where he's so like good. this tough guy, and he picked on this like nerdy kid, and mm -hmm. the nerdy kid got a this monster of a bodyguard. Mm -hmm. So then Matt Dillon gets his version of that guy, and and what happened is Matt Dillon's bodyguard, you know, threw this motorcycle in a lake. <laughs> That the nerd's bodyguard like really took time, like this old fucking bike, you know, motorcycle, and he threw it in the lake in the movie. So I come over to Matt Dillon, but I, you know, I stay on it. And I go, Matt, <laughs> let me ask you something. Oh no. I go, you know the movie, My Bodyguard? Wow. I said, you know, you know the movie, My Bodyguard? Oh no, I'm fucking close. I'm showing him Matt Dillon in the movie. <laughs> We, we don't have to the go movie. to the internet. Okay. So we can see the Matt Dillon's face. Uh, see, how is, young he is. This is why I don't go out with you no more. I'm thrilled <laughs> that we don't go out anymore. No, this is why. Because when I'm doing something, you start doing something. Well, I'm trying to get to the point of the story. I mean, you're telling the story. You don't know the point. I do know the point. No, you Joe know the Diaz movie. got you high is yeah. what no, you did. No, you know so the movie. I know exactly what the fuck here. I'm saying. All right. So, you want so the boom boxes are lighting up. No, no, well, I'm no. Well, I'm to, uh, he's Matt going Dillon's, up to Matt Dillon. Wait a minute. So, so hey, Mike. I say that. I say, yeah. That's, I know the show. I know the I movie. I know you know the movie. So I go over to him and I go. You know that scene in My Bodyguard <laughs> where, where, where Mike throws oh, no. the motorcycle in the in in the lake? And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Like, you know, like, what's up with that?" And he goes, "What do you mean, what's up with that?" I go, 
you know, they clearly weren't bothering you guys, you know, and you sent them over and he just throws them out. I mean, this guy, just to find one part for this bike took him like five years. Yes, that's right. And he goes, so what do you want to know? I go, like, what's up with that? Why'd you do that? And he goes, I, like the wires, like his wires in his mind were like, he goes, Dice, you, we're doing a movie together now. Like, what do you mean? What's up with it? I go, no, there'd be no reason. <laughs> you know, you got your bodyguard. The kid had his. And for no reason, this guy's going over and starting in. <laughs> like, why would he do that? 20 years later. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> I my face hurts. <laughs> I think it's Adam Baldwin in it. So oh, like fuck. <sighs> <laughs> the real he's coming up with a backstory for the motorcycle. I like how he puts the girl in her place. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, uh, so just just to give you an example, uh, guys, of what, what it would be like to be with Dice on any on a, on a regular like <laughs> there's a great <laughs> clip of him also explaining about shooting a movie in Mexico with Frank Stallone. <laughs> it's one of the funniest <laughs> clips ever. Do you know who he reminds me of is Pat Cooper. Remember when Pat Cooper went on and talked about how he annoyed the fuck out of Robert De Niro when he was making Analyze That? Sure. <laughs> or Analyze This? Oh, fuck yeah. And He, he was and he, so and Pat, annoying. <laughs> and took no prisoners. Anyway, guys, we I promised this one a long time ago, and I thought it'd be good to put in one of these clips oh. because it's not a saga. We're going to go into the Judy Garland tapes. Between, <laughs> between the way you make me laugh during these episodes and... The skin cream you sent me. Do I look younger? <laughs> Is my face getting an exercise? You're glowing. So <laughs> they they played the Judy Garland. I think it was Vinny Favalli brought the Judy Garland tapes in. What they are basically at a time in Judy's life, for those who don't know and who weren't listening back then or haven't heard the clip since then, um, she recorded herself at the end of her life just doing a diary, basically, a journal mm-hmm. of her thoughts. And it's called Judy Speaks. Her agent at the time... Um, uh, Swifty Irving Laz- Irving Swifty Lazar, the sounds, top agent. Sounds, <laughs> yeah, sounds Swifty, like right? not shady whatsoever. <laughs> no, and so he he decided, well, this is a way to make money because she was really like skint. She was absolutely fucking broke. And uh, I think it was CBS owed her money for a show that she had filmed, but they they decided they weren't going to release it or something like that. There's a whole bunch of things going on. And then she's fighting custody of her kids and she's in a horrible physical condition. Yeah, and she has this ex-husband, Sid Luft, who happened to take her for half and got custody of kids, so now she has to pay him child support. But Judy, like if you re- if you really do look into the the oh. movie that Renee Zellweger did, that like you couldn't you couldn't condense it in a movie. It'd have to be a show. Her life. I mean, it's uh, just it's it's that age of Hollywood. Those contracts were so abhorrent. These people picture, you know how the NFL and baseball contracts used to be in sports mm-hmm. about how fucked those people were, the ones who didn't get those big contracts. Movie stars now get the big contracts. Back then, they did not. That's yeah, why Marilyn they... Monroe even tried to open her up her own production studio before they had her killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, so this is this is she's drunk when she's making the recordings, and this became a legendary clip on the show, and I, I thought we could go through it. This is so great. They're releasing a double CD of Judy Garland. They gave, I guess, at one point toward the end of her life, she was a miserable drunk, 
addicted to everything. And some guy gave her Swifty a Lazar. Swifty Lazar. Top agent at the time, literary agent. Said, here, take this tape recorder. She was supposed to be writing a book. Right? Yeah. She's, at, yeah. At that point in time in her life, her CBS show had just been canceled, okay? And she was fighting with them over money. She was paying her husband alimony, I think $25,000. <laughs> yeah. She lost custody of her kids, her uh, Lorna and Joey, okay? Her younger kids. So she was living in London by herself with her new boyfriend, no money, and this little tape recorder, and Swifty was trying to help her make some quick money, saying just... And so the, the movie features her, like, her her London shows, basically, like, when she decided that that was the last stage of her life with that boyfriend that was way younger, and who knows, but um, apparently what? good to her, but... This kind of reminds me of, remember the VH1 Behind the Music TLC, where they talked about how they were the biggest pop stars, R&B, hip-hop, whatever stars in the world, after... Mm -hmm. Their uh, crazy, sexy, cool album made all these sure. videos, but they were broke. Broke, and, yeah. And they they went down, and I remember this. They did a graphic about how they went broke. Basically, everybody around them they paid more than every. They paid so much money to these record company execs, these PR people. I mean, it mm -hmm. was insane. The contract that they signed, they were right, broke. No. They were the biggest stars in the world and broke. It was funny because they were that that album I remember because it was it was an excellent album. It was, it was excellent. their best album. I still have that uh, CD. Um, the uh, it sold something like fourteen million, and I mean we're talking Michael Jackson numbers. That's how big it was, and every single was a huge hit. Like every every fucking single, Creep, Waterfalls. I saw um, them when Left Eye was alive. I saw them yeah. in concert. Uh, it was the No Scrubs tour, like where they so they just put out that album. I was in eighth fan ninth mail, grade. I think. Yes, fan mail. That yeah. was a good album, and they, uh, I, I I was kind of I like the I, other I, one. I moved on. I moved the first album. I like what about your friends was a great song, uh, um, but they um, anyway they guess who the, the way the, for him Destiny's Child. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I mean everybody's <laughs> got to start somewhere. Um, the 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 record contracts are like it, they can be in uh, LaFace La Records really fucked them over. Oh, like yeah. it was just three people. It wasn't even that big of a band. And Pebbles. yes, they needed help. They needed help writing songs. Obviously they weren't going to write their own. They covered a lot of songs, but um, in terms of the, the face of the thing, they should have got at least, I don't know, a buck, you know, or at least like 50 cents per record each just to, you know, cause the uh -huh. actual, like Michael Jackson would barely get like a buck, something, a record when he sold one. That's how mm -hmm. the division of the record sales go. Shipping, producing, like the songwriting, everything. If you saw the breakdown, like a pie graph of what the artist gets, you'd be embarrassed. You'd be thinking, fuck the record companies and Napster's your best friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, or at least online, like when they sell their stuff online, they're going to get most of their money. Yeah, the even the touring, they fucked them. It was bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it, it was Judy's a similar, similar thing for Judy. Yeah, and then paying twenty five thousand in nineteen early sixties. That's got to be what I don't know, a fucking. <sighs> that's got to be what a quarter million today. That's a, a month. Big nut. Yeah. So either way, so she's really desperate and in dire straits. Read into it. We'll transcribe it, and that's your. Yeah, talking talk to the tape recorder. So, and you can tell she's just loaded every time she's got to talk into this tape recorder. And it gets worse. If I she's never it, not loaded. Yeah, she's always high. And when she's not high, she's goofy. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so the, the underlying themes are: she wants her money from CBS. 
She wants her her money from her ex-husband. Yeah, she hates her ex-husband, Sid oh, Luft. CBS owed her money? Yeah. yeah. She thought they well, did. Well, she, she thought they did because oh. they canceled her show. And Howard, there's yeah. a lot of similarities between you and Judy Garland. I think we should get into it after you play the tape. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I made that part of a new intro, actually. It's great. I love that, that he said yeah. that. There are similarities. But time. in um, the way Judy talks, though, it, it it's the most... I guess you could say ironic Rob, juxtaposition of her old tiny voice that's mm-hmm. so, I don't know, of that Catherine Hepburn era mm-hmm. almost. And just the predicament she's in, it is fascinating. It really is. I like to hear that. But anyway, so she's an angry drunk. <laughs> Vinny's, Vinny's theories. I'll tell you one thing. You won't find any tapes of me talking into a, a machine when I'm drunk. So the first, so the guy must have given her the tape recorder, and she's so bad at just sort of functioning in life, she can't even work the goddamn tape recorder. So she starts yelling about the tape recorder. Okay. But for openers, I don't know how to work this machine. <laughs> that, that's exactly like Howard. <laughs> Sounds like me, too. <laughs> I'm just astounded at this machine. <laughs> she's astounded. No, she's talking into the well, machine. Just push a button. Yeah, right. Turn it's it off. the silliest way I've ever known of spending the nights alone talking to yourself into an obvious Nazi machine. <laughs> <laughs> spending the nights alone talking to this obvious Nazi machine. <laughs> now so keep great. in mind, guys, she was she was a, like a she smoked like a chimney at this point and like years of booze. But when she was younger, she was famous for I think it was um she there was a three a three person act, her and her sisters, and she was the talent. Kind of like um like uh what's his name sammy davis jr was with his father and brother i think or father and uncle i can't remember and um the lou the will maston trio and he was far and away the most talented person and then and, she um, broke off singing, and did a lot of movies with mickey rooney yes all the andy hardy stuff i love some of those andy hardy mm-hmm. meets debutante i love that film actually um and they were the best of friends but they both were like right into that system they plugged right into that film hollywood system and he was in he was a bit of a shithead himself a philandering ass and really uh up in his up in his hole but he he was at one point the biggest star in hollywood it's just, just like charlie chaplin it actually like i just because i hear like the um i guess you could say echoes and rhymes of history repeating itself with people like britney spears and it's like their system changes slightly, but they still own you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, it's hard to get full autonomy in that in the business. This is a red China man <laughs> candidate machine because I can't get anything on tape, and when I do record anything, I automatically erase it. And I'm sitting in a room all by myself. Ho ho, boy! And across the room on my library shelf are. About 35 tapes of shows that I've done for CBS. Hmm. 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 <laughs> now, in those boxes that hold the tapes, my life depends on those. And yet, I don't know how to work. That's not my business. I was trying to be a singer. I don't know how to read notes. I can't read music. Rambling. Now, the, the 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 thing that I found most fascinating was 
her generally now being drunk and recording sounds like Robin generally. Robin sounds exactly like Judy. I was going to say it sounds like Howard when he is going over the Hurricane Sandy emails and when he is also upset. I could picture him if he ended up penniless in some apartment by himself. I could see him staring at old TV shows, old tapes and saying, these people owe me money. And I did this, this and that and Mm -hmm. just ranting and raving and then looking and reading at old emails and just the repetitive circular saw that you've talked about in other episodes going on in his head. I could see a lot of Howard and Judy. Well, yeah, he's definitely going to be a Howard Hughes shut in at some point when they finally pull the plug on the show. And when he has no nothing left, he's going to be in a room watching stuff. Like just watching TV, just like Howard Hughes was near the end, letting his hair grow, you know, well, was his chin hair, and then just saying, fuck it, because he, he, all he can do is like moan and bewail the fact that I'm not famous anymore. Right. But here's the difference between Judy and Howard. Judy is an actual talent who was yes. screwed. Howard mm-hmm. got lucky and oh, yeah. made a fortune. Big time. And I don't, I can't count too well. And I don't know how to work this machine, but. This is going to be some book. It's 20 minutes of. Yeah, I, so far, the first chapter yeah. all about the tape The guy says, talking to the machine. She can't even get past the fact that she can't <laughs> work. She, 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 as she goes on, she's more and more gassed up on juice. Oh, yeah, so many tapes she, re, she erased. Yeah. <laughs> Before That's we got this. The story. That's a story. Of my life. You go. <laughs> he should really shut up now because <laughs> the slurring of his own words now. Story? That sounds she's exactly drunk. like. Oh, she's drunk. What's his excuse? What's New his excuse? Exactly. Yeah, big time. New oh, job. Even uh, if you don't know what's going on. All right. This All next right. cut so, is yeah. a real so funny this, story. This one's great. This next cut is her her thoughts on flying in an airplane. She goes off on a tangent on why are we even flying oh, to no. begin with. Yeah. But she talks about dying in a horrible plane crash. But yeah, but she's, I guess planes are, you know, sort of a new concept yeah. at this point in her life. And she's just freaking out about planes. And I don't want to die. I've never met a cast of people I want to die with. <laughs> you go on in there. I love that. I never met a cast of people I want to die with. <laughs> I look around the people reading the Reader's Digest or whatever. You don't want to die with them. <laughs> so she thinks in real life it's a cast of people. Like, Well, that's Howard. That is Howard. He has a cast of people doing everything for him. Yeah, he doesn't he want to hired. go down with Joe Blow. He wants to go down with Jimmy Kimmel and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> he does need Bowie on a plane or to get back from Arsenio to keep him happy and sated, though. I oh, God, that was my favorite. I just re-listened to that Arsenio show and the laughing we did. Holy fuck. Uh, the orange God. juice. In other words, <laughs> the orange juice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the people on, life is a show. I don't want to die with those people. They're not good, good enough to die with right. me. Right. I looked at this cast, and it's not good enough. This cast, like, like I never thought of life like I'm on a plane, and the, the rest of these people are in the cast. She thinks everything's a movie set. I get top billing. Judy Gong <laughs> dies in plane crash for other uh, mm. deceased turned to section. B, page 18. So she'll be on the... <laughs> that would be the same as them. He couldn't I love take, her. <laughs> he couldn't take... He couldn't take being, like, upstaged by someone else's death. 
I love her because she's such a fucking, <laughs> even in her worst state, her yeah. most dilapidated state, she is still focused on something like top billing for her death and a plane crash. It's, it's, so it's, 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 yeah, it's, so it's surreal. <laughs> We're big enough to die. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be on section B. <laughs> you have to turn pages right, and find out right. who else died. Oh, she is insane. Why would they, Why would that bother her? She wants she to die wants with to Clark die Gable in a star-studded. Place. Right. This is a horrible cast. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only star. bunch. What are we doing flying around in airplanes? <laughs> we we're not. Even the birds don't go up that high. <laughs> She wants to die in a friar's roast. Yeah, pretty much. We just don't belong. We have to buckle ourselves in and hope. And there's no hope and no oxygen. She's so profound. Now, we don't belong up there. Now, you know we don't belong up there. At least that I don't uh, understand. I have to make friends with the pilot. And... Uh, <laughs> Listen, Bill. Hey, I got my friends are doing good. Oh, God. Don't talk exactly. about the other people. What are we having for dinner? Yeah. I have to make friends with the pilot. So he doesn't crash. Yeah. If he, if he knows Judy Garland is there, everything will be fine. Look at the She has the responsibility for keeping the plane going. What God, what a horrible responsibility. Give his children my autograph, whereupon he tells me. That uh, his children are just as important to him as my life. Forget it. I'm his <laughs> life isn't nearly as important as my life is to me. Sheer selfishness. I don't really care about anybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's honest. <laughs> my children <laughs> nearly not as important. <laughs> well, I mean. You know, we just we we're gonna this weekend, guys. We're covering the um, the the wedding. I feel I believe we're gonna cover the wedding saga. Um, but um, and listening to him and his he's what's the what's I can I'm gonna get this wrong a thousand times. Sprinter van. I don't know. He calls it a sprinter van. It's a BMW. It's a massive, massive motherfucking Winnebago. You decide what you want to put in it. But he's saying how you know he he was he was using it as like a. A fortress away from the wedding party, like where he had all of his shit, like the Batmobile. Right. And I don't um, know. And anyway, like uh, he he needs to be separate. He needs that special treatment, and how he had to be dressed yeah. by Bath and all this stuff. You'll hear it when we do it. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but I, Judy, I, Judy's yeah, you know she's she's a star. Everybody else. Judy, is just I, my children are more important than that's really going to convince the pilot. That you're top billing if you yeah, just exactly. disregard his children. More champagne, Miss <laughs> Miss Garland. Oh, my number is up. I want a new one, and I have no intention of. This is some book. Now this machine isn't going to get me either. <laughs> one way or another. Oh, yes, she is. died flying on drugs, though. We're going to overcome it. She didn't need a plane. <laughs> She's fun. She didn't need a plane. All right, so I, no the next way guy, his children what, what, are as important as me. The next one's great because she's ragging on the guy she just, you know, ended up in a divorce with Sid Luft. Okay. That's he Lorna's. Kid, he got the kids, father. he's getting alimony. Yeah. And she's in a different country. She's gotta pay him. 
He's got custody of the kids. She's freaking out. I think at the time it would have been a combination of he's the guy and often the men would get custody of the children anyway. And then um, she's like her. Why not? Back in the day? No. No. Women always got custody. I don't know about that, but either way, he, she, but she being the breadwinner wasn't enough, and that maybe being in court, being fucking soused, might have hindered her. <laughs> well, her that case well, a little bit. I I don't know how that worked back at that point. I think you're right about a certain that men got custody to a point, but then it became women our mothers nurturing. Yeah. So I don't know when that switch happened, but I do know that if she walked into court like this. Yeah. Oh, they're giving him the kids. Yeah. She'd be like Amber Waves and Boogie Nights, like trying to get custody and crying outside the courtroom. Uh, and the kids, and uh, funny enough, I don't know about Lorna, but I know that, uh, sorry, uh, Liza has nothing but like great things to say about her mother. She's not, it's not a Christina Crawford type situation with Liza. I actually felt sorry for Liza the last time we saw her on stage with Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. And I thought wheeling her out for that, I mean, she's done so much to keep her mother's memory alive. I remember there was some sort of anniversary of The Wizard of Oz, and Mm -hmm. I I forgot who sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow, but it was very beautiful. It was tastely done. It was Sorry. Uh, let me let's try that again five four three two one it was tastefully done they did a good job with it and then they brought her back out for the grammys and they wheeled her on stage she clearly looks like she had a stroke or something yeah or and maybe Bell's her, palsy or something her physical ability to walk doesn't exist anymore and mentally she has trouble with words and memory and so lady gaga was helping her out and lady gaga got all this great press for being sure so kind to her which is great but i thought in general haven't you punished this family enough yeah like, no kidding <laughs> i just thought to myself why are you know what how about you pay her for what you did to her mother instead of rolling her out and everybody gets to feel good. Well, the, yeah, they, they have a bad habit of doing this. And I mean, Lucille Ball, the last time she was at the, I think she was at the Oscars or something or the Emmys. I think it was the Oscars. I can't remember Bob. She went with Bob Hope to, you know, it was like 1989 and she hated how she looked because her show, her recent, most recent show, which was a failure had just been canceled. And she just felt like she aged shitloads. And she said, I don't want to be in public. I'm not, if I can't look like Lucille Ball, I don't want to look, I don't want to be out there. And that's, it's, it's a, it's a self-consciousness thing, but it's, it's, it's not wanting to disappoint your fans as well. And, uh, with Judy, uh, God only knows how she would have with sorry, with Liza. God only knows how she would have felt. I mean, it's possible she and her whatever state said, I want to do this. Like they threw it to her and said, hey, do you want to do this? She said yes. But sometimes maybe take that out of her hands and say, no, it's not going to look good. I just don't like that we have as the American public or the public at large in the world have this reverence for certain people, their talent, but how they were treated, we think is abhorrent. And then those same people who all these decades later keep wheeling out those nostalgic memories to trigger us because it brings us some sort of happiness in our life. And so we want to see and we want to engage in that nostalgia. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I can't help but think, you know what, you fuckers, you mistreated her. This isn't 
this isn't making up for it. No, it's actually doing them a disservice. And maybe think about them in terms of how they look now and maybe just just leave them alone. It's like, who was it? Um, Tim Conway, before he passed, they said he had had Alzheimer's and uh, he was he had suffering dementia. And for a guy like Tim Conway, such a performer, mm-hmm. you would never want to have him out in a state of, you know, like how Kirk Douglas ended up. You know, right. you just don't want to see it because it's depre- it's depressing as fuck. Never mind that we know it happens to people. We know it's natural sometimes, but um, it's just not leave us with our memories. Don't. That's why Sean Connery stopped making movies and stopped making public appearances. He didn't want people to see him in a, an impaired state. I'm certain that was it. Yeah. Leave people alone or just, you know, do the right thing by them financially. Mm hmm. Sid Luft <laughs> is an animal. He's just <laughs> some kind of breed. You hear the clock ticking in the background. And I'll tell the world. Tell the world. Whenever I can. <laughs> You're dead. You can't tell anyone. He's a thief. He actually is. A blackmail. A saddest. <laughs> oh. Sabotage. A saddest. <laughs> And a man who doesn't even care one bit, one way or the other, about any other living soul, let alone his nice children. He's never contributed a penny to their upbringing. He's never contributed one hour to their peace of mind. He's told them how untalented they are, how stupid they are, so- who needs them, and how he doesn't like them. That's a nice man. That's a big, upstanding tramp. <laughs> oh, <Man. laughs> oh now, re- my remember- God. Liza's dad was uh, Vincent Minnelli and Lorna. That's Sid Love. That's her kid with Sid. I don't know if they had, if she had, they had any more kids. If she had any more kids with Sid. But either way, I mean, I don't know the whole history, the biography. I don't know what he was really like. Maybe that's her perception. But either way, he, she definitely was the breadwinner. There's no question about that. No, there's not. And you know, this is the ultimate. Before there was social media, the ultimate drunk rant on your ex. <laughs> Big time, yeah. He's in this poor guy. You know he's none of those things. But wait a minute. If he's all that, they gave the kids to him. Yeah, now. right. Yeah. He's so bad they gave custody of the kids to him. <laughs> so what's she? I know. Yeah. Judges. The judges. They don't see it. This is after she said she only cares about herself. It's not dissimilar to the rant he did after his lawsuit got thrown out. <laughs> well, if they did, she was on. Go, her, she was on her period. The judge. She didn't understand. She thought I had plenty of money. All this bullshit. Yeah, but gassing up the OJ judge who like put him in for nine years for the stealing the memorabilia thing. So it's funny how sometimes women are great. Yep. And other times they're not. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't get the results. Right. About, that's exactly right. <laughs> how she is the good the parent. Right. Yeah. In Santa Monica court so that I can't even get. Divorce is great, isn't it? It reduces everybody. To like, <laughs> he's an animal. He's a... This is triggering him because he had to solve this problem in mediation or yep. it would be a Judy Garland tape. <laughs> Big time. And it ended up being sort of like that when he did talk about divorce and talk about how much money he had to give. That's why you uh, had to shut the fuck up. He did. Absolutely. Breed. He's a breed of man that doesn't, he's not even a man. 
sounds like Daniel Carver. Not even human. Get to see my children now that in England. Because I can't live with the stench of the Santa Monica courts and the stench of Sid Luft. <laughs> and the stench of who robbed me. And just keep it going. Keep the case going. Judy's crazy. Judy doesn't know what she do. I know well enough how to raise three kids. Damn well. Whoa. Yeah. A part of me obviously hears that she's gassed up and drunk, okay? But a mm-hmm. part of me, when she said Santa Monica Courts, California, I have seen them railroad, like I said, Britney Spears for this conservatorship and pay millions and millions of dollars to these fucking people who don't give a shit about her health, a shit right. about her. They just want her to produce. They threaten her constantly. She's it's, a cash register. She's not free. So it's like people think she's free. No, they just took Jamie off the thing and they put another conservator a conservator on. She's not free, guys. Mm-hmm. And so I look at this and I think this California has a lot of bought judges too. I mean, they did a whole thing about one of the real housewives, how that guy, her husband who was a lawyer in the Aaron Brockovich shit, um okay. Tom Tom um it's not coming to me. But he was a lawyer for the Aaron Brockovich thing. But he ran a whole Ponzi scheme for decades. He paid off judges. They gave him, I mean, everything. The California courts are so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you you think so? It's 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 a carryover from decades and decades I, of systematic I abuse. A, I think the courts in California are a decade of bought and paid for legal people and California judges, and I don't think they're above bar. Is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I got to get the book they wrote off this. Uh, all right, so now. Okay, now she's getting mad. Oh. <laughs> this next cut, she really. Oh, this is the one we heard, but we got to hear it again in context. Okay, so she, now I, she's I mad. Listen to this all day. She's running around. You can tell you because she's off mic. She's so mad. <laughs> <laughs> she can't, oh, no. can't even hear her. She forgets about the tape. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, here you go. I'm very self conscious about talking about myself. <laughs> but I think I've got. Something to write about at last. If you like it, you'll like it. If you don't like it, you won't like it. But you won't be able to take it lightly. Oh. Any more than I've been able to take it lightly. I've laughed at myself when I should have cried. And I've cried. I want to buy this CD because I'm trying to figure out. Who buys this? Like, do you put this in? <laughs> you're playing I it do. on your you're, you're playing it on your show, shithead. This is stuff that people. These are back in the days. Collectors would look for this stuff, like the old Friars Club roast, like I did. And I would, I love this because you don't get you at this point. At, at that point, you never would hear this stuff. Never. Well, how much would you pay for a tape record of Johnny Carson at the end of his life after he didn't talk to his sons, after he cut off Henry Bushkin, and he's Estranged walking his around? Fourth, his, fourth, his fourth wife, he doesn't have anything to do with her. He's on the boat, the Serengeti, and he's just hanging. He's doing that poker table stuff with Chevy Chase and Rob Ryan, or Carl Reiner and all these people. Yeah. And, and the whole late night wars are going on, and... Get him sauced up on martinis and have him. Mm-hmm. I would pay. I would. I would cash out my retirement for that. That's how fucking awesome that would be. The audio I want is Howard and Beth for a week in the house. Oh, yeah. I want. I want. Uh, what do you call them? Parabolic mics. 
all through the house. I want to hear him bitching about stuff, stuff, even if it's minutia, like I can't get this window to open or something like that. I want to hear how useless he is, what a drunk she is, who she's calling, like not even like her phone calls. I just want to know her, her speaking to someone on her end, just to hear her talking shit about him, everything. Oh, by the way, when I said cash out my retirement, that means I have a day job and so do you. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 Could you imagine um, quitting our jobs for a podcast? For a, for, for a Howard Stern podcast. Yeah. That's wonderful. I just, fi- I, I just finished grading actually this weekend and, uh, and the students were bitching and complaining about their grades constantly. And I'm like, um, one of them, my favorite, uh, how can I prove that I was not late? Um, you can't, that's why, <laughs> that's why it's called you were late. Summer's coming up, so I have a little bit more free time. And even though Howard is not um, going to be doing regular stuff, that doesn't change our traje- trajectory one bit. We have breakdown after, not breakdowns, but bre- we have a couple breakdowns left perhaps, but then it's all deep dives going into um, going into uh, September. So when he comes back, um, we still, n- nothing changes for you guys. So we hope you appreciate the the professionalism. Or yeah, attempt at professionalism, anyway. I, I think they do. <laughs> it's just a little, just just a hunch. Hey, listen to music. Hey, I'm having a party. We <laughs> listen to Judy Garland. I was editing these things like for like for three in the morning <laughs> one night. It's because I had every reason. I got damn mad. <laughs> I'm an angry lady. I'm a lady who is angry. I'm thin. <laughs> insulted i'm angry i'm an angry lady you know who she sounds like that guy i'm mad and i'm not gonna take it from network she sounds. humiliated but still america's sweetheart Oof. now i'm a rather intelligent i think <laughs> oh. and i'm emotional yeah i'm a woman i'm emotional i'm not something you wind up and put on a stage that sings Carnegie Hall album and you put her in a closet and forget to invite her to the party. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. God. So she's she's letting a lot she's spilling a lot of tea here. Yeah, she is wow, she is emotional. And Who can I blame can her? see I can see the parallel with Howard. Imagine if he doesn't get invited to something. If he had a tape recorder and was running around, would I'm not somebody you don't invite. Well, Dartland, listen to what he's doing about the Peloton thing. He's going on about how I can't get replacement seats faster than everybody else. I'm famous. Why aren't I getting these? Well, dude, this is the level of your fame. You don't get them because you're not that famous. Because Peloton doesn't see a fucking dime from your show. Yeah, this is just incredible. I mean, they, they do those things these days a lot more than they ever did when I was younger. Um, like, uh, like a, a store would tell you, Oh, how did you hear about this? Like if you're interested in buying this car or buying this, whatever, Oh, uh, what made you decide? It's like a questionnaire. It's mm-hmm. no different than like a exit, exit survey for a movie, uh, screening and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you go to whatever product, can you write a review, all that stuff. But then also people asking what made you want to try Peloton? you know, or something like that. Like right. there's no different also when the serious people that you, you cancel your subscription. Why are you, why are you cancel right. Howard? And you think they don't fucking take notes and send it all to some master list that goes to the heads up. Oh, they Fuck. know. That's why they're putting up with this bullshit less and less. I just did a, I got a survey from Yale. Somebody <laughs> sent me okay. some comment I made on Reddit and they asked me 
like a, on a scale of one to 10, this comment, they like said my comment, they're like, how do you, uh, something about what I posted. They said on a scale right. of one to 10, this, that, and the other, they asked me four questions and asked me to send it back for research. And I was like, okay, sure. Are you sure it was research so, yeah. and not some scam <laughs> anyway? No, I was, it was very strange. I was like, oh, okay. But I think people are always taking the barometer and the temperature of, you know, their products and where they go. And Howard is just clearly a shill and doesn't, yeah. and they're not making money from you. No, they could tell. Like, no one's going to say, I listened to Howard Stern. He talked about Peloton, so I'm going to buy one. Oh. I heard the agents leave her behind. <laughs> I'm mad. I am She had a rough life. I Who mean, left was, her? They a had a party star. without her? Well, this is funny, too. And then, then she does a rap about Liza Minnelli because that's her daughter. And she talks about how great Liza is and what a great mother she is. And She's how a great mother because Liza turned out well? Yeah. But look, at Liza's, you know, laying around now sick, too. Wow. Liza has grown up to be a strong, beautiful, talented, fine, fine, sense, courageous young woman i'm proud of that i did that alone i raised that little girl alone because nobody cared about us uh she has this very egocentric way of making liza about her like turning them kind of like how howard is inseparable from his mother yeah it's really not healthy. No, it's 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 almost weaponizing the kids as some kind of like leverage for sympathy or some kind of self-aggrandizement. Oh, this is how good I am. This is what I did. This was I was able able to do. Now, mind you, I will say in the years and the decades since, I've never heard really shitty um, things about Liza Minnelli aside from her drug use or drug abuse or you know alcohol problems that she's had over the years. Which go figure. Look who her mother is. Um, she, she, her, the talk is more about how talented she is and how charismatic and how funny and how whatever, I mean, the, the, people don't realize it now, but she was a massive, massive star in her own right. Liza Minnelli back in the day, cabaret, oh, yeah. a huge, she was, she was huge. She was in, I think she was in New York, New York with, um, De Niro, wasn't she? Yeah. And she was also a fixture at studio 54. Like she was a very social person, very charismatic and, um, she also was in like the uh, first Sex in the City movie or the second one, something yeah. like that. So like you know she's an icon. She is. Uh, she she kind of replaced her mother in the gay community as a gay icon. It's kind of strange that I don't know why that would happen, but I guess she and she but she has a lot of Judy in her. Like in terms of singing ability or talent, whatever. Back in the day when she was on, she was a phenomenal performer, and she did Vegas for decades, I believe. She's a belter. Judy and her yeah. can belt. They're, that's a rare thing. Like for singers, you can hit certain notes, but to be a belter, it is. There's Whitney Houston, there's Adele, there's Celine Dion, there's Liza Minnelli, there's Judy Garland. There's people who can belt, belt. It's like a, it's a couple handfuls. That's about it. There's not yeah. too many. Yeah. Poor her. Yeah. Nobody cared oh about us. Oh my God. Mm. Then and quickly she goes back to yelling about Sid. Sid's, <laughs> Sid's a bomb. I think I only want to hear the Sid this one, loved. This stuff. one is a I'll always be able to make money. 
But I'll keep it. I'll keep it for my children, myself. And I won't pay $25,000 a year to a bum to Sid Luft. Who's <laughs> a bum, a tramp. Can you imagine? What I, I find amazing is through all this drunkenness, and as she's by herself, there's no one around. She's recording. There's not one bit of profanity. I bet you ten bucks. That's those all those years of Hollywood training. Yeah, and just the expletives that she is throwing, which is not in what we think as bad words, but tramp, no. bum, this, that. Yeah. It just is. It shows you the times. Yes, way more it colorful. Does. And I will say this. The so she's saying, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay, I'm not gonna do this. And she's drunk and she's supposed to be talking about her life. I wonder what the people must have thought when she sent these tapes. Like, what am I gonna gauge from this? Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, and what money are you gonna get from now? Mind you, do you get the different kind of fan looking for these types of tapes? Like, yeah. You know, just look at someone looking for the train wreck, obviously. But I find it incredibly sad because it, she is by herself. She's doing this. And clearly she's talking about money of the 25000 has to pay in alimony monthly to Sid Luft. And she clearly needed the money. Otherwise, if she, if she, she wouldn't be talking about it. It would be an afterthought if she was still raking it in. But obviously she was unbankable. She was older and didn't have many films left in her by this point. You know what I would like to know more of is a back uh, exposition to this is the court mm-hmm. proceedings previously where she lost the children, where he got the alimony. I would like to see how they came to that number and mm-hmm. why, because I don't personally know. I can just tell by listening to this. She's clearly a drunk. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of the money, we can understand. She was clearly making way more money than he would. So that's typically how it goes. Like, you know, the person who's like Reese Witherspoon and uh, Ryan Philippe. Yeah. He he was like, he's he, he's basically living off of that fucking con. Was it, um, what was that one? Uh, the Legally Blonde, like money? No, he, 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 well, yeah. But she was also in a bunch of other movies. She was also in us. Uh, what was that? A uh, southern one, Sweet Home Alabama. They played a lot. Is she? It was called the. Uh, that was a huge movie. Um, but but she sold her production company for a shitload of money as well. So he's yeah. Off and that. then she did a branding. She owns this. Uh, it's like a lifestyle brand company, which I don't mm. know which. But then she got with that second husband who had a midlife crisis, decided to get a bunch of tattoos, and just they're getting divorced <laughs> too. Go figure. It might be something to do with her, too. Well, you married him. Yeah, why'd you marry him if you said you're bum? How come he got custody of the kids? And so is his sister, his whole rotten background. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not not afraid. I'm not (laughs) afraid. You don't know if she's afraid or afraid. afraid. You don't know what it is. She is is afraid, I think. Yeah. Dave, you're on the air. Yeah, but I got cut off. All right, you're on the air. Yeah, man. Uh, forget I think, about this lady. Don't you know that we've never been to the moon? I think Judy Garland's tape has affected everyone's mind. I th- you know, I was beginning to get drunk Yeah, listening to her. Dave sounds drunk from listening to Judy Garland. What? Well, what do you mean we never been to the moon? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
We've never been to the moon. We don't even talk about going to the moon no more. The Russians have never even been to the moon. I ain't turn them on. Well, Judy said we shouldn't be up that far. We shouldn't be a place. Yeah. Kevin, you're on the air. Hey, uh, I, I heard uh, Jackie on a talk show promoting an upcoming event. <laughs> Saying he was uh, the backbone of the show, and uh, the show's obviously going down without him. Oh, please. Where was then, this? Atlantic City. Then, well, all I know is we're working. He's not. That's only what he compared it to Seinfeld. He says, like, watching Jerry Seinfeld without George being on the show. Yeah. Jerry's doing just fine without George <laughs> in this funny. case. Thanks. I, I thought it was funny. Well, not really. That had to I irritate mean, him. Yeah, big time. Anytime Jackie. And recently Jackie was brought up, and I think it's because the trailer for his movie is finally out, and they're going to be streaming it August or something like that. They're going to be Amazon, whatever. I'm definitely going to get a copy because there's footage in the trailer of him handing notes and there's people saying, look, we all thought it was Howard, you know, making being funny, but it was clearly Jackie sending him notes. My only problem with Jackie is why don't you surround yourself with people that are going to promote the shit out of this in a way that's going to catch on. There when are did we, so when did we many, interview him a year and a half ago, two years ago? I know, but there are so many documentaries, Fillmore, that I wouldn't give a shit about if it wasn't promoted in a certain way that caught my attention. Yeah, there, well, now it's too late. There are so many things that I would care about that He's, I ca- that that I care about because it's promoted a certain way. I don't understand how he doesn't understand this. Well, because he's from an old generation. He was talking about getting it on festival circuits. I'm like, dude, no one cares if it's at certain festivals outside of the critics. They just read to see what's being played, and then they they got to know about it. And the festivals are not going to get your movie sold necessarily. They're just for word of mouth and for you know, you know, like getting a, a critics review so you could tack it on the poster. Like if it was at Berlin, if it was at Cannes, if it was at Toronto Film Festival, whatever. Uh. You know, come on, get it out there. Put it on streaming. That Why couldn't he have just had a, a website set up to sell it the way I, Florentine did with his specials? I know. And on top of it, if you really wanted to promote it, put it out to influencers. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that's fucking tacky and terrible, but that's what this generation cares about is what those yeah. people say. Yep. Unfortunately. And Unfortunately, it's right. I think it was George. It's more like the mailman. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it's also kind of funny that uh, uh, we're all getting paid. He's not. Uh, oh, you want more Judy? Yeah. I want you. You want to come back to this later? No. Yeah, well, I mean, is there more Judy? Is, what's the best cut left? There's only a couple no, left. Gotta, they're all short, and then the last one is the killer. The last one. No. Yeah, we got to play the other ones. Really? You, you do. You have to. They're that good. They're that good. All right. Come on. She's great. Cut number seven. Right. Don't make. I can see why she was a star. This is. <laughs> you're almost done. I've just about got it made. All I have to do is talk. And all you have to do is read or listen. And believe me, the way you believed me when I sang all the songs. Well, now I'm talking and listen to me, for goodness sakes. Oh, <laughs> oh my Don't God. Don't make a joke of me anymore. Hmm. <laughs> Wow. People say, and print, and believe the stupid ones and the mon- the minority that I'm either a drunk, a <laughs> drug addict, or what? It's a goddamn wonder I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Judy. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking of this. I wonder... 
like the chicken and the egg theory, what came right. first? Like she was probably not like this. And then no way it was, just, it was systematic abuse. It was literally the, right. the Dr. Feel goods on the studios lot saying, look, what do you need to get up? What do you need to get down? I know. And I, and I often think of just about how you must feel crazy defending yourself against this system of just unrelenting people who are in their pocket, the press, the media, the studios, the heads, the executives. I mean, how do you, it doesn't matter that you sing somewhere over the rainbow or oops, I did it again. You are theirs, your image, your work, your life's work, your talent, you're theirs. Well, the I'll give you the, the parallel Elvis who died drug related, of course. Um, and was in a, like a shadow of his former self when he finally mm -hmm. died. And he was playing Vegas for fucking years and he died in Vegas. Essentially he died, or sorry, he died in Graceland. Uh, but he died playing Vegas and they said, look, well, why don't you fucking just go? You've never played Europe. You've never been to Australia. Just see the world. You never got out of fucking, you know, the U S mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe he went to, I think he went to, I don't think do you think he played in England as far as I know, I can't remember, but either way, um, the, he said, look, the colonel owes so much money to the fucking Hilton from gambling. I'll play Ugh. this town until I die. And he didn't realize there's any number of managers who would have bought out those debts and taken over the contract and managed him properly and set up like, you know, these shows in Egypt, the way they do like these massive shows in, in, in Cairo, in Dubai, huge. And he would be selling 100,000 seaters, 100,000 seaters, even in his 50s and 60s. He'd be Sinatra. Well, it's the people you surround yourself with, which is why it's also, by the way, sad that Carson got rid of Bushkin because I think yep. he was a gem. And I think that Judy ranting like this, it's just it's just really deplorable how they you're good when you're good. And then when they decide you're bad, they turn this corner and it is it's just so relentless and it's mm -hmm. not fair. It's terrible. And I hate it. I, I really hate this. I mean, it's horrible. The, the, the studio, the way, the way, the way the system works, it doesn't seem fair, but then, and then the people understand say, well, what do you mean fair? These people are getting millions of dollars. Well, we presume they're getting millions we of presume. dollars. And stuff. Yeah. But you know, this whole lot of shit goes on agents, managers, you know, PR guys, you have uh, to say ex -wives, certain you have to be a certain way. It's, it's yeah. very tough. Yeah, it can be. It absolutely can be. Sure. <laughs> he scares me. Can you imagine? What's this next one? Starlet. Starlet and Fi-Fi are real short. Just ramblings. Uh, the CBS one is where she wants her money. <laughs> Should I skip to that? Yeah, go, go to oh, yeah. 11 and then... All right, all right. This is she wants her money from CBS. Yeah, this is real. She's really out of it here. Oh, okay. Slow fidelity. So this could be you or Jackie. Oh, but I, he, he's not wrong. I think, too, the gaslighting of it all makes them crazy. Like, yeah. you're gaslighting me into thinking that you don't owe me this money. My life is this way because you aren't properly compensating me because you tricked me into signing whatever shit deal. You know, it's got to be, like I said, the chicken or the egg. What comes first, your drug addiction, and that's the fallout? No, I believe it's like we said, 
they push you into these behaviors, then they gaslight you, they underpay you, then they reject you. And now you're sitting here in London with a tape recorder. <laughs> it takes a very strong-willed person to fight the, the system and win. And Betty Davis was one of the few examples. Catherine Hepburn as well. They would not take shit. And they both had a very similar upbringing. They wouldn't take shit and they did the work that they wanted to do until they couldn't. I mean, obviously you could get so much employment when you're older. But and for Je- for Judy, that must have been another brutal thing. Aging in Hollywood for these starlets, mm-hmm. it's it's you know like it's 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 the worst thing on the planet. So you have to reinvent yourself as a producer, a director, even um, whatever, be a writer, be behind the scenes stuff. You know who's done pretty good at that? Anne Margaret. Really? Yeah, she's actually she you know because she was in Grumpy Old Men. She did, you know, she did things. She did recently. Oh, she was I, I on thought- a- I thought you meant in terms of behind the camera, behind the camera instead of in front of it. No, I mean, like she survived this climate. Oh, yeah. She came up aces. Uh, As far as I know, yeah. And she was still working. Last film I saw her in was uh, Any Any Given Sunday. And to be honest, she was riveting in that. She was so, it was just, it was a small part. And you're like, I can't take my eyes off her. She's so good. I watch anything she does. I love Anne Margaret. She's phenomenal. She was one of my huge, massive crushes back in the day, even though, even, and you know what? Like <laughs> at 70 would blow me off in a heartbeat. <laughs> I swear to God, seven, like, like when, when I did when I saw Bye Bye Birdie, I was like, this is the most entrancing person I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. She's and, just Le- amazing. and Viva Las, and Viva Las oh, Vegas. Beautiful. Jeez. Christ Almighty! Remember the stories that uh, the Elvis Memphis Mafia were telling me, like when she hooked up with Elvis and they were in the suite for like a weekend, and they tried to whatever they could do, they shined butter knives and tried to put them under the door. <laughs> I <see> did. <laughs> like, and they Poor said Priscilla. she was. Like, and she's yeah, she's like, she, and Priscilla was trying to compete. This fucking teenager trying to compete with Anne Margaret. Meanwhile, like, and and Jay said Anne Margaret was the coolest person on the planet. She I know. went, she went motorcycle riding with us. She was unbelievable. It was great. And they they said, and the cast and crew, everybody loved her. And how could you not? I how could you not? I love Anne Margaret. Don't ever say a bad word about her. I love her. So much. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to pay me. I started their business. Start their business. They're from Barton. Uh, they must be very rich. I'm not. I'm still working. Damn. That money back. I want lots of money back that they took. I hate them scaring me. Man, she's wasted. Yeah, That's a, but he, yeah. he's hearing he's hearing the drunk, but we're hearing the fucking death, the like just the d- despair in her voice. Oh man, this is heavy. It's it is it's heavy. Heavy. It's. I almost can see her dying after this. I mean, I could pay. I, you watch the light go out, and you, in this one. Recording or these of these multiple recordings, you just see the anger the rage and then slowly kind of just saying i'm going to i i'm just going to submit to this torture yeah Yeah. she couldn't she couldn't deal with it i mean it was a lifelong addiction if made by the the fucking and mickey rooney was the first one of the first people to say it they they ate her up and they chewed her out and then they they spit her out like uh they chewed her up and spit her out and then 
you know, whatever they whatever they had to do to, Listen to, to what get all this product, you know, and that he he said it I'll always have a hole in my heart for what they did to her. Listen to what Arthur Miller said about Marilyn Monroe or Joe sure. DiMaggio. I oh, mean, yeah. Arthur Miller maybe wasn't the best husband, but he said and he did a piece, he wrote a piece after she passed away. And mm-hmm. it's so critical of what they did to Marilyn. And Joe Certainly. DiMaggio, same thing. He was like, fuck these people. I don't want them at her funeral. Yep. A good buzz going. But she's not a drunk. I hate them for protecting me at CBS. Wow. Okay, this last one, if, if someone had written the dialogue on this, they'd win an Oscar. Well, the, a lot of what is this about? Yeah, this yeah. is just at the tail end. This is like she's fed up and you have to deal with me. And there's a place called the La Brea Tar Pits and everyone in Hollywood, oh, God. In Hollywood should be in that place. <laughs> La Brea Tar Pits is like so they can suffocate and die? Exactly. All right. I mean, it's incredible. She's not wrong. But you can't write how nervous my hands get. Or how lost I might get when I have to remember, because I went through five years of psychoanalysis going back over a life that was no good to begin with, no fun, and it's a little bit, I'm doing it purely for money. What's she doing for money? The book? Yeah. Because I deserve it. I've sung. I've entertained. I've pleased your children. I've pleased your wives. I've pleased you, you sons of bitches. Whoa! <laughs> and you can't deny that. Oh my God, Fillmore! <laughs> give her an Oscar. Yeah, there's more. Oh. This is so heavy. <laughs> it's a little. It's not. It's not our typical fare. I usually pick the lighter stuff, but I thought we have to go through this at one point. It may as well be one of these. But to listen to it, it's very jarring because you don't get to. You don't. We don't read other people's diaries. We don't. You know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, t- I'm not talking mock fiction. I'm talking real people don't do this. Uh, where it's it's out there unless it's you know there are cancer patients that want to document their struggle and that's that's a different story we're talking about people going through financial difficulties and drunk and at their lowest fucking ebb you never hear this okay can i ask you a question you and i have both heard this audio multiple times Mm -hmm. we're of a certain age now where we've been doing this for a while we've also We've also seen a lot of different celebrities go through, I guess, similar sort of circumstances. And sure. so doesn't it become less funny? Well, it's depressing only in that. Well, I don't know. You could get your heart hardened. I think if you hear enough of these stories, like the Anne Hesh stuff, um, Chris Farley, obviously I bring it up all the time. Um, substance abuse. John Candy didn't have substance abuse per se, but he, couldn't keep his weight down. He smoked like a chimney and took a lot of shitty jobs to, to make money. Um, Belushi, just a insane drug. He didn't, he didn't plan on dying. He had no idea he was going to fucking overdose. That's a right. different situation. Uh, other people were headed towards it. Um, but with her, the, the only real, the, like the tragedy is that she did, she wasn't even that old when she died. What late forties, she was like 47 when she passed away and she looked like 60. Yeah, she did. She really did. Uh, I mean, a lot of people look older during that time, but the amount of pressure and everything that she's going through, the abuse. And I I think Mm -hmm. this is just, 
you know, you can't take that. I did this for your kids. I did this for your children. It's, it's really a diary, a vocal diary of her pretty much ending her life. I'd I say so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just depressing as fuck at it in reality. I mean, it is. And the fact that they're saying she knows there's money to be doled out from everything she's done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. But because they're not paying it now, she has to go through her life and make this. Yeah. Dredge it all up. Yeah. It's really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and the meanwhile, turning to the booze to deal with maybe suppressing all those memories and all that shit and having to, and most likely having probably been passed around like a fuck doll to all these studio heads to get parts and then just service people. Let me, yeah, it's, it's horrifying. And I can't even imagine it. too, especially as a woman, like being that big of an icon and knowing that every male counterpart you worked with made fuck loads more than you. Certainly. Absolutely. I mean, it's precious few of them that made, got what they deserved back in those days. Oh, fuck. Government isn't pleasing me very much. They're not protecting me. They're going to move the house away with the kids. <laughs> Sid Law. <laughs> Sid Law. Niagara Falls. It's some kind of, uh, a lot of people belong in a thing in Southern California called the La Brea Tar Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I've maintained a way of life to not sink with the sludge. Wow. Now you better write it, you better pay for it, or don't listen and get the <laughs> hell out of my life. I swear to God, that should be played on a loop for every single celebrity who is being railroaded by these industry execs, by these producers, by these by these people in the industry. Yeah. This whoever's, is whoever's the pulling the strings. Yeah. Holy shit. She's so gassed up, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's the, there's people out there I think that would agree that if, if if suddenly the entire studio system collapsed in Hollywood and fell into the ocean, oh. you know, like there would be no loss of innocent life. Oh, please, the pretending that went on with Harvey Weinstein is the most reprehensible thing I've ever seen. Well, the, the Weinstein thing is in especially, and the fact is we'll never know as good as NT can be. Oh. We'll never know the full list of like, like I believe all those Jennifer Lawrence nudes were, were her pictures from his, his account that she oh, sent him. He had spies, he had everything. And I also believe just like that situation, just the Epstein tapes that were lost, quote unquote, give right. me a fucking break. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yep. it's bullshit. It is. <laughs> hey. Imagine the person who's trying to transcribe. <laughs> Let's see. How am I going to write a book of this? How am I going to write the book? It'd be easy as fuck. Yelling and screaming into a tape recorder. Hey. If this was in a movie, you'd call this really good acting, but, but this is their life. We're all, I mean, some of the interns don't even know who Judy Garland is, and they're laughing their asses off. <laughs> what kind of shitty interns are those? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, who the fucking, like, honestly, a 20-year-old, this is the mid-90s, guys, so who's a 20-year-old or 18 or 19-year-old in 1995, or oh. no, 2000, let's say, because Jackie's gone, so 2001 or 2000, who, who's a kid born in 1980 who never heard of fucking Judy Garland? 
I mean, I know people, but I guess I'm a rare breed. You're, 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 you're a bad example. <laughs> you know, like fucking Amos and Andy. Shit. I know this is bad. It's yeah, a bad exactly. example. Yeah. So typically though, but that even, no, then, you're right. Know. You're the right, Wizard of though. Oz was still a staple every fucking year on TV. I hated my peers in high school for not knowing right. things. Right. I was like, what is what wrong you, with what, you? You never saw Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I was like, what do you mean? You've never seen the birds? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, and then there'll be a long pause, and, you'll just, and she'll go, Sid Loft! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is Niagara Falls. He is. Now you want some similarities? I believe. And I tried my damnedest <laughs> to believe in the rainbow that I tried to get over, and I couldn't. So what? So what? Lots of people can't. Oh. oh, my goodness. So, so what? So what? So what? Was there any joy of any kind in her? No, this woman was, it was miserable a rough life. from the beginning to the end. She's pissed off. It's a little difficult to sit and talk about yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're a very modest woman. A modest woman? I've always <laughs> had believed a real in that terrible cliche. Uh, whatever is printed in the paper today is yesterday's news. That's a lot of nonsense. I get mail. And fay. Fy on the <laughs> rotten poison pen letters. <laughs> The people who write those are demented. <laughs> I love Judy. <laughs> oh, I love Judy so much. I love her choice of words. I love everything about it. But I also think, just listen to how she's, uh, I guess you could say, taking this apart, her life, how she's thinking of this and how well, she's, she's sort of framing this. She's not wrong in the business. If they want to get rid of you, they want to make you uh, sh like a, a career uh, void, void your career. The, the establishment just basically puts out these fucking like gossip things. They send out bullshit gossip things to even to guys like Enti to say that this person's difficult and whatever. And then all of a sudden you don't get work because we hear you're difficult. Listen to what's hat. Like I always say, look with at the Brittany. Lila Arcieri thing. Exactly. This like, is uh, so. Yeah. So then the Howard thing, which brings us back to this point. Mm -hmm. What is going on where he doesn't get touched? We think it's Pink Mafia, right? Uh, I think it's Pink Mafia exclusively and mm -hmm. part money. I mean, like there's there's certain things that his money will he could always sue someone for, you know, uh, I guess libel or. No, no, no. I think it's back in the day. He met somebody, some exact, some somebody, somebody with a lot of power yeah, like a and, David Geffen. Yep. And I think that his protection makes it so there are going to be at times just because of the grassroots movement of social social issues that you're going to have the black face come up again. You're going to have the questions about how you talk to Anna Nicole Smith come up again. All those These things. people the were baby spice interview. Baby spice interview. Yep. But these people were destroyed by Hollywood. Do you think for five seconds that they can't make sure that E! News, uh, Entertainment Tonight, that NBC, ABC, CBS is not going to mm -hmm. cover it? They will make sure. 
they are not be- going to I, cover I it. I believe so. I mean, hell, if he can pay himself 50000 to TMZ to not cover him every year, that'll pay their internet b- bills or whatever. Of course he, he'll do it. And he's this admitted a, to, to doing I, I it. Just, I, I think that the guise of... I, I think the protection racket and the guise of honesty when it comes to celebrities is so far off the track right now people don't see that they're living in pravda of how they present certain people they're so stupid that they don't see that this is just a propaganda churning constantly well the fact that they went ahead with this fucking flash movie even though the main the main actor the ezra miller has a rap sheet looking like 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 al capone has a cleaner rap sheet than fucking ezra miller and they went ahead with this fucking film hundreds of millions of dollars and it bombed like comparatively to what it cost like why would you even go ahead with it knowing what this guy has been doing like what what this person sorry i don't know if it's he or she anymore i don't know if um like I, I don't know why they would think this would be a good thing. You, you take the hit. You, you, whatever right. money you sunk into, like that Catwoman movie, uh, or Batgirl movie. I forget which one it was that they decided they're not going to do. Eat the loss and go right. with something else because it's not a good look. It's not, and so that goes with the kids shows too, like Nickelodeon. Oh fuck! When, why is that Dan Schneider not in jail? If after all, if all the if if even a fraction of these things are true. It's Why isn't despicable. he incarcerated? So like, it just his, goes to show you is his real name Dan Dan Geffen. Like, what's the story? I know. And so when Judy's ranting and she's drunk and she's high, like I said, this she didn't get here by nothing happening to her. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You're right, Judy. Five. Go five. Five. Fire on you. Become Shakespearean. Fire you, you, this Nazi machine. This is a Manchurian candidate kind of a machine. So what? Lots of people can't get over the rainbow. I tried to get over the rainbow. Whoa. She's really really bitter. I've entertained your children. I'm sorry. What is the difference between that rant and his CBS press conference? Nothing. Except alcohol. Alcohol. That's the only yeah. difference. What's Al- the difference. Alcohol, alcohol and life experience, actual life experience. And you compare what she went through with compared to his fucking life. Come on. Come on. You're yeah. right. Come on. I mean, how am I like her? Okay, you ready? Yeah. I, I mean, shame <laughs> on you. This is like that Kennedy. Bye on you. No. <laughs> You're both divorced. Okay. You're both living apart from your kids. <laughs> you both had three kids. Yeah. You both talk into a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. Vinny's, Vinny nails this one. <laughs> what happened? You, you, oh, uh, yeah, exactly. You were both um, in your 40s. She was in her 40s. Uh-huh. In your age now. You both battled CVS over money. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were both mentally abused by parents. Yeah. Both of you see psychiatrists. Oh, psychoanalysis. I've only been here three years. Uh, I hope you don't get as much out of it as she did. Yeah. I think both of you like your wine. <laughs> this was the point when he was drinking, so it's that's that's what he's really referencing. Because, Howard, I don't think he fucking opened an alcohol bottle, let alone drank it for the first fucking 50 years, for, for the first 30 years of his life. 
Do you think uh, the drinking explains why he wore that P. Diddy white party outfit? <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. And then, and then, like, <laughs> I love what Richie Richie Wilson said. We used to like look at the fashions he was wearing on the E show and go, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, uh, and then, like, that the E interview where it's her birthday and she's wearing that turquoise jewelry and she looks like a sweaty, hot horse mess. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you know, and they're both drunk. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, both of you couldn't play sports. <laughs> yeah. Judy hung with gays and, and you hung out with Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Vinny. <laughs> That's why you don't exist anymore. Well, this is this is part of it. This is um, and think about it for a moment here. Like I was gonna do, we'll cover it the next time. But there's a clip of him ask being asked by I think Wolfie or somebody, uh, what or or Wheels. He said, "Who would you kill? Like Ronnie or Ralph?" And he chooses Ronnie. Like he'll what keep an Ralph. Idiot. And and Artie's going. I think Artie in his argument is like, please tell me, Ronnie, that you wouldn't kill Ronnie because otherwise you're going to absolutely prove to everybody that you're a fag. Yeah, picks out your underwear. I think he said. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the guy that picks out your clothes, you can't get rid of. <laughs> Don't you know how you like to dress? <laughs> and the answer is no. He doesn't. He doesn't know anything. So fuck it. Um, Judy lost money in in her divorce. Yeah, who doesn't? Uh, Judy had a daughter who wanted to be a performer, and I think you have a daughter, an older daughter, right, who Uh wants to perform. (laughs) My vagina. (laughs) (laughs) If we ever went through that by the... My my, 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 I'd love to be here at the Kabbalah Center. (laughs) Opie and Anthony... Opie and Anthony eviscerated that so well i wouldn't even make an attempt to Ew. go through yeah, that it, thing that's classic it is and bill burn patrice are in there and they're like i can't believe you guys are doing this to his daughter but you're not she did it to him they did it to him they they no meaning like howard did it to her well he did do he himself put well. let's, her let's he put her in his family on this pedestal and whatever, and we can't go after families. Meanwhile, he did it the opposite to the Opie and Anthony show. He went after people in their yeah. life. Everybody, everybody's kids. He went after Regis for his treatment. Johnny Carson, he talked about his sons, his relationship with his sons. He talked about Katie Lee. He talked about just about everybody that had kids in the business. So, or like anybody in the business that had kids and was putting them forward and stuff. He talked all kinds of shit. And the worst part is he would never debate. The last debate we got was him with, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, I miss. He, he barely got on the, phone with him until mm-hmm. he hung up he can't debate them so he wouldn't no, go and really go toe-to-toe with ONA instead he did all these behind the scenes moves like a fucking asshole I'd say man cow might have been the only uh the one the last one I can think of because he knows he'd get destroyed on the fly he's no good um he has to have stuff fed to him M- Andy Dick if Andy Dick was in there and as, as as much of a mess as Andy Dick is he's way smarter than Howard yep and he would Andy would destroy Howard if it was a one to one kind of battle um and he couldn't have him in studio because he's too much of a chicken shit no he couldn't yep 
No, that was Fred. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> that's it for that. I know. We're, is Joan here? Uh, I haven't seen her yet. She's just running late. Oh, well, so we, do we, spy on her. Spy on people shoving. She's a bob. She's a tramp. She's like Sid Laugh. Sid Laugh. An animal. All of his relatives. What is it, Bench? Hey, did Vinny bring up about the airplane as comparing Judy Garland to you? What is that? Oh, I thought that part was—I thought that's what he's gonna bring up. That part was exactly like you. What? That people should be up in the sky. Not that you say that about airplanes, but you have that about all kinds. That's of That's true. Like people you, shouldn't be up in the sky. Yeah, they shouldn't. In an like aeroplane, you feel is it right? Birds don't walk up in the sky. You know, you know that. The birds go up this high. Benji's point is, if you have a thought, that's gospel. Right. Like anything that's not right for you, why is anyone doing this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna check. Oh, He's absolutely my correct. God, Fillmore, Benji. Benji assess it as precise as we would. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, like if like the thing is, I wouldn't. I'm not a Benji fan, guys. You, you all know that. I've talked enough shit about him, but not yeah. not enough, but it, certainly enough to for you guys to know that how I feel about him. But if you got him full of truth serum, he would come up with a lot of the same observations we would about Howard having been there and also having been under. You know, being a writer or being an intern, sorry, and then being a turned into a writer and having to see how the machine operates from the inside. He would be almost the ultimate insider. I would wonder, though, like, and I do wonder how much of we are not a Benji fan because we don't know what he would say. Do you know what I'm saying? It, when he had to come up strong for some things about the book. Mm hmm. And he's made some solid points, including this right here. I mean, how much is he muzzled? We don't know. We have no way of knowing. And we don't know. Like, I don't know that he's a Buckwald client. I doubt it. Buckwald clients would at least get money for their person, if, if not if not. No, credit. I think he was, right? He was a Buckwald client. And that's why it was told to him that he would get credit. I don't know about that. I No, I, I don't believe so. Because... Because um, he he would no longer be a, a client at that point. He'd have to tell Don, "Fuck off! You did me wrong. You you fucked me for the the benefit of your asshole like meal ticket. Come on." Would we know that? Uh, we wouldn't. It's all speculation. Uh, but I don't believe so because also I don't know that he's making enough for for Don to give a fuck about it. I don't know, but I just anyway. think that yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's that for this one. This is a volume five. I'm not sure where it's going to go, whether it's on Patreon or not. Either way, uh, we hope you have enjoyed it. We know you like these little segments of uh, mixed mixed nuts, shall we say? <laughs> Somewhere over and, the rainbow. I still that's right. So take care, guys, and uh, watch out for the La Brea tar pits on your travels across the country this summer. Mm-hmm. Guy, take care, guys. Have fun. People are coming to the house. My wife is upstairs crying. I think you should tell your godfather what everybody else seems to know. <laughs> I, I want all inquiries made. <laughs> I want no accidents. <laughs> I want you to call all the heads of the five families. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 <laughs>